0: May the Lord continue to strengthen your heart, and your mind, give you clarity, give you insight into his will. May the eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know the hope of your calling. Amen. Our scripture reading uh, tonight will come from 1 John, 1 John, not the gospel, the epistle of John, 1 John chapter 2, verse 1 through 6, and then we're going to drop down from verse 18 through 29. Amen. 18 through 29. Tonight, we're going to be dealing with this subject, the power of assurance. Amen, the power of assurance. Amen. Praise God. 1 John chapter 2, amen, verse 1 through 6, and then we'll skip down to verse 18 through 29, and I believe it's relevant for where we're going, especially since tonight is a Bible study. Glory to God. Amen. In the New King James Version, it reads like this. My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, glory to God. And he himself is the perpetuation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. Now by this, we know that we know him if we keep his commandments Amen. He who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments, he is a liar and the truth is not in him. Verse five, but who, whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. And by this we know that we are in him and he who says he abides in him ought himself also walk just as he walked. Glory to God. He who says he abides in him ought, ought himself also to walk just as he, Christ, as he walked. Glory to God. Verse 18. Thank you, Lord. Verse 18. Skip down to verse 18. And this is what it says. Uh, little children. Amen. There's that word, there's that word again. Little children. It is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming. Even now, many Antichrists are, have come, by which we know that it is the hour, it is the last hour. Amen. Though, uh, though they went out from us, but they were not from us. For if they had been from us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that it might be, made manifest that none of them were us. Glory to God. Verse 20, but you have a, but you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar? But he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. He is the Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father either. Amen. He who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. Verse 24. Therefore, let uh, therefore let that abide in you which you heard from the beginning, If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, you also will abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that, amen, he promised us eternal life. He promised us eternal life. These things I've written to you concerning those things, amen, those who try to deceive you. These things I I have written to you concerning those who try to, to deceive you, but the anointing which you, which you have received from Him abides in you, and you do not you do not need to anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and is true, Amen, and is not a lie. Just as it is, has taught you, Amen, you shall abide. In Him, glory to God, Amen. The last two verses, verse twenty-eight and twenty-nine. And now, little children, there's the two words again: abide in Him, that that when He appears, you may have confidence and not be ashamed before Him at His coming. If you know that He is righteous, and you know that everyone who practices righteousness is born of Him. Glory to God, Amen. Tonight we want to deal with this subject: the power of Amen assurance. The power of assurance, Amen. One of the first things that I, I want to say is that, Amen. That assurance is the front one of the front line of defense, part of the front line of defense against error, false doctrine, and uh, the spirit of the Antichrist. Amen, that assurance, assurance of what? Assurance of knowing who Christ is and knowing our position in Christ. Glory to God, knowing our position in Christ. Glory to God, in the name of Jesus. That word assurance, amen, it means confident, confidence, to be uh, certain of, amen, to be free from doubt and unbelief. To be freed or have freedom from doubt and unbelief. Our knowingness and our confidence come from our doctrine and the spirit of truth that dwells in us. Glory to God. It comes from our doctrine and the spirit of truth that dwells in us. Amen. And so this is where we are when we deal with, um, amen, the epistle of John. Praise God. Amen. And before I get too far gone, I want to say this. Your homework is to read, amen, the first John, amen, in its entirety at least once a day, praise God, at least once a day for the next at least five days so that you're familiar when we come back the next time. And the assignment with the reading is for you to look for repetition. Amen. Look for repetition. Glory to God. Amen. Look for rep- rep- words that are repetitive, phrase that are phrases that are repetitive, and we'll deal with a little of that tonight. Amen. Amen. 1 John, one of the purpose of 1 John, amen. Uh, when we look at it, you can see that the believers of this congregation is well-established in Christian truth. Praise God. You can see that we're not talking, amen. John uh, wrote to, uh, amen, they were not novice, Praise God. They were not novice, but as brethren. He wrote to them as brethren grounded in the apostolic doctrine. Praise God. When you see that in verse 7, you see that, they, amen, these are not novice. Praise God. Because he says to them, I write no new commandment to you, but the old commandment which you have heard from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you have heard from the beginning again, a new commandment, amen, I write to you, which things is true in him and, and in you because darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. Glory to God. So he's talking to a mature people, amen. Uh, but you, what you do see in that, praise God, he called them little children. And you see the word beloved, which gives this letter a, a, amen. a personal touch that reveals the close relationship to the recipients. Amen. Glory to God. He uses these enduring terms. Amen. Little children and beloved, which also points to understanding the uh, apostolic heart, the heart of the apostle. One of the things that if you're going to embrace that office, you have to hear, amen, the heartbeat of Christ through, amen, the office of apostle. You have to hear the heartbeat of Christ, amen. And that verbiage, that language that you are, are witnessing in First John is that tenderness and that compassion of Christ, the love of Christ, amen, being made manifest through the, amen, apostle John, glory to God, amen, in words like, beloved, Amen, amen, and now my little children. Amen, this is not a derogatory term. This is a compassionate personal term when he calls them little children. He's not saying little as in their growth level, but this is just a personal touch, amen, that the apostle have in that relationship with the churches that are in and around Ephesus. Praise the name of the Lord. So this, the writer John is the a, also the writer The gospel, the rev amen, John the Revelator, he's one of the twelve. Amen. He was the one that laid his head on the Amen Christ's chest, Amen, at the last stuff at the last supper. He's the one that Peter inquired when Jesus said that there'll be one of you who will betray me, that this is the one Peter inquired of. Glory to God. Is who Amen? Ask him, who is it? Amen. He calls himself in the Gospel of John the one whom Jesus loved. He doesn't name himself, amen, many times in the gospel, but he is the writer of the gospel of John, first, second, and third John, as well as the book of Revelation. He is the author of the gospel of John, first, second, and third John, as well as the book of Revelation, amen. The other thing that's important is when the writer wants to capture our attention, amen, about a certain matter of importance, he does so through the power of repetition. When any writer wants to capture our attention, amen, uh, in regard to a certain matter, he does it through, amen, the power of repetition, amen, words and phrases, amen, are uh, discovered through Bible study methods, Praise God. These words, then that's why we want you to read 1 John, amen, every day. You discover these words, you pick up on these words and count them through a Bible study method called, first of all, observation. One of the most, uh, uh, things that we err in uh, in the body of Christ is we do more, we go straight to application, we go straight to interpretation without just good thorough observation. Amen, the 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 sequence which we should study the word is first observation, it should be first objective, just looking, amen, closely at the text. The next thing is interpretation in the last application. So observation, ask the question, what do you see? What is seen in the text? Interpretation, ask the question, amen, from that point, what does that mean? What does it mean? And then application is, how do we apply it? How do we walk in it? Glory to God. So observation, there are questions that we ask, like, amen, who, what, when, where, how, amen, who's speaking, amen, what's the location, where is it coming from, amen, why is that, does that matter? So all of these things uh, are part of our observation, amen. And so if you observe uh, the, the gospel, I mean the gospel, the epistle of John, you will quickly discover from chapter two, you will quickly discover the phrase, amen, we know. That word know is seen in this small book with only five chapters over 33 times. That word know, amen, only five chapters But the word know, amen, or to know or have known is seen over 33 times. And so with our observation in place, praise God, we have to ask the question then, amen, what does that mean? What point, what important matter is the writer trying to tell us, amen, by looking at how many times he says, amen, that we know, amen, that we know, praise God, and so it is this, it is this knowingness, it is, the, it is this relationship with Christ, it is this obedience and our knowing that brings us to the place of, amen, maturity where we can discover very quickly error, false doctrine, and the Antichrist. It is the Spirit of God that gives us, praise God, discernment. It is the Spirit of God that gives us, uh, amen, discernment. Thank you, Father. So a full assurance is through the power of the Holy Spirit and the knowing of our doctrine. Amen. He goes and says this over and over again, for we know. And I, and so in our reading out of 1 John, the second chapter, at verse 18, it says, uh, little children, it is the last hour as you have heard, glory to God, and and that the Antichrist is coming. Even now, many Antichrists have come by which we know that it is the last hour. Glory to God. One of the indicators, biblical indicators of the last hour is the manifestation of the spirit of the Antichrist. That's one of the indicators of the last time is this obvious manifestation of the Antichrist. Amen, where did they come from? Amen, it's verse 19 says, they came from us, but they were not of us. Amen, for if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest. Amen, that none of them were with us. They were among us as, amen, charlatans. They were among us as chameleons. They were imposters among us And they went out from us declaring, amen, that uh, the Christ, (laughs) glory to God, declaring and the Christ is not the son of God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist. But John, in talking to this mature people who have a relationship, amen, that have a knowing, in verse 20 he says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. Praise God. Cause in the Gospel of John, the sixteenth chapter, he says he's going to teach you all things and show you things to come. So the Holy Spirit has empowered, has equipped, has done his job. Amen. You have an anointing from the Holy One. Glory. Amen. And you know all things. He's been he's been you've been taught the deep things of God through the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. He says, so I I have not written you because you do not know the truth. No, this is not something that I'm introducing to you for the first time. Something that you understand. I'm just bringing it to your remembrance. Praise God. Amen. Back to the scripture. But because you know it and that no lie is of the truth. No lie is of the truth. Verse 20, who is a liar? But he who denies that Jesus is the Christ who is a liar, but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. Christ is not his last name. Glory to God. He's the anointed one of God, the anointing and the anointed one that come from God. Jesus is the Christ. Amen. He is the antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. That's the spirit of the Antichrist that denies the Father and the Son. Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father either. He who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. It's either or. You can't say I believe in God, but I don't believe in Jesus. Amen. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, beloved. Amen. Goes on to say in chapter four, beloved, don't, Believe every spirit, but try the spirit, test it to see whether it be of God or not. Glory to God. And so he exhorts us to abide in the Lord. And this is our anchor. This is where we gain our strength. This is where our level of discernment stays sharp. This is where we have revelatory knowledge, advanced knowledge, how to proceed in the last day. Therefore, let Amen. Therefore, uh, let that abide in you, which you've heard from the beginning. Amen. If what you've heard from the beginning abides in you, and you also will abide in the son and in the father. And this is the promise that he has made us. Amen. Amen. Eternal life. Verse 26 says, those things I have written to you concerning those who try to deceive you. Amen. There will be and in, in, in this last hour, an increasing deception. There will be in this last hour an increasing, amen, deceptive spirit going out, amen, some from amongst our own that were never really from us, never really from us, but have gone out from us. Glory to God, my God from heaven. Amen. Verse 20. Seven, and this is another repetitive phrase that you have to get in your observation, in your homework, glory to God, but the anointing which you have received, amen, from him, capital H, Christ abides in you and do not need it that anyone teach you, but as the same, here's the word again, anointing teach you concerning all things, glory to God. Amen, and is true and it's not a lie. Just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. Let's pause there for a minute because many have gotten derailed, amen, and taken the word out of context out of verse 27 and made the doctrine that there's no need for formal education or Bible study because he says you do not need that anyone teach you. Amen, but you have to get context not just out of the Amen, the 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 that scripture, but the surrounding passages, the Bible, and let the Word of God, Amen, defend itself. This is not saying that you don't need any type education, no at all. Glory to God, Amen. Because I can go on and on in the scripture in regard, Amen. The Word He says, "Study to show thyself approve unto God," Amen. And so there are so many scriptures about being taught. Amen. As a matter of fact, in the book of Acts, when God sent Philip to a man uh, the way of Gaza, when he came upon the Ethiopian eunuch, a man that was reading from the book of Isaiah, didn't understand what he said. He says to them, how can I, except some man teach me? And he invited him aboard that he may teach him con- out of Isaiah 53 concerning the suffering Savior. And as a result of hearing the gospel, he said he got saved and baptized that day. So I can go on and on in that. Amen. So please, beloved, keep the scripture within its contents in the book, in the chapter, within the Bible. Amen. So there's a note, amen. It, 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 it undermines the whole concept of discipleship. To say that, amen, we don't need uh, Bible teachers. Then why is there an ascension gift called teacher? Amen. Amen. Praise God, but <laughs> glory to God. Many have gotten derailed because of that. So don't take that and just say, hey "Amen." I don't need to go to church. I don't need nobody to teach me because the scripture said, no, he is in the content, what he's saying to a mature church concerning what has already been taught about this deception and the antichrist. Hey Amen. you don't need anyone to teach you. You already know this. Glory to God. I've already taught you this. You're already fully established in this. You're already mature and grounded in this because of the anointing that has taught you. The anointing has given you instructions. We have taught you, you know, amen, all things concerning what is true. Glory to God. You've been established in the grace and in the power of God, amen. And so we don't really have to go back over that again. You've already been taught in the matter. Amen. Glory to God. Praise God. One of the other words that you see, and you should have been looking in your observation, is the word abide. Praise God. The word abide. And it says in verse 28, and now, little children, abide in him that when he appears, you may have confidence. There we go. And not be ashamed before him at his coming. Glory to God. You may have Confidence. How? Amen. Little children. By abiding in him. It sounds the same as you did John 15, where it says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, Amen. You can ask what you will. Glory to God. Amen. Uh, and so it goes on and on in, in regard to that. Praise God. So the, the 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 issue is, and the result of that abiding is confidence. Amen. The result of our abiding in him, the byproduct is confidence. We have this assurance. Glory to God. So that at his coming, we won't be ashamed. Why? Because we abide in him. His word has abided in us. Glory to God. And we obey his commandments. So when he comes, we are not ashamed at his coming. Amen. Here we go again. If you know, there it is again, that he is righteous, amen. You know that everyone, thank you, Godfather, who practice righteousness is born of him for he is righteous. Praise God, amen. Born of him, he who practice righteousness is born of him. Why? Because he's righteous and we walk in the same way. Glory to God. We walk in the same word. We walk in the same steps in the, in the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is where we're going to in our studies, beloved. This is where we're going to. And these are the things we're going to put our eyes on. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 1, it says this, Imitate me, amen, just as I also imitate Christ. I abide in him, glory to God. And I imitate Christ, then praise God, you imitate me. <laughs> glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Philippians 4 and uh, verse 9, very, very, uh, I believe we have to add this to this. It says, The things which you have learned, received, and heard, and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace be with you. The things which you have learned and received, what you have heard, saw in me, the, amen, these do. And the God of peace, Be with you. Glory to God. So God has given us a visual representation. Amen. A visual example to imitate and to follow in the earth realm. God gives us visual, amen, imitations, gives us visual people we can watch and follow. Glory to God. That's why we have to grow up and live in a mature way because uh, somebody's watching you and learning to develop into a a spirit-filled Amen, demon chasing believer by watching us. Amen, praise God, by watching us. So we're going back to where we were and I'm done. Observation, go back this week, observe the text closely, write down words that are repetitive. Amen, because in that repetition is importance. In that repetition is importance. And we've given you some things praise God, so you can go back and get the rest. What we've given you is the, amen, two words that are together, amen, to know, or we know, or you know, amen, or have known, to that equivalent. Over 33 times in five chapters, you see this repetition, amen, of the knowingness, amen. So our doctrine will always dictate our behavior. Our doctrine will always dictate our behavior. One of the ways uh, to uh, uh, study your Bible that uh, will help you is, first of all, observation. There are three ways, but the first step is observation. There's three steps. Step number one, observation. Observe what you see. And in observing, you see, you're going to find repetition. You're going to find repetitive words. And repetition is an indicator of importance. Repetition is an indicator of importance. So, and when you read 1 John, that knowing, that knowing is a mature statement that he is presenting to uh, a man, a church that is beloved of him, and a, a church that has been thoroughly doctrinated and empowered in the Spirit. So he don't go through all of the stuff again and say, I, "I'm just I can't I don't have to go over this again because you already know, you have already the assurance." Glory to God, amen, observation. And so that asks the question, what do we see? Interpretation asks the question, well, what does that mean? What's the meaning of that, amen? We see repetitiveness in the words, amen, uh, little children, amen, to abide. We see, amen, to know. Uh, And so what does that all that mean? What is that saying to us? What, What can we gather from that about the meaning of all of this repetitiveness in the word. You're going to see a lot of that in 1 John, in those five little chapters. Amen. Uh, and so once we ascertain meaning, from that point, we go to application. Amen. How is it applied? How do I walk this out? How do I bring that off the page and make what I've read, I've observed, I understand this meaning, apply to my life? Herein, beloved, is where the word retains its power. It retains its original content, its original thought when we do the proper Bible study application, the Bible study methods. Amen. This keeps us from taking the word out of context. This helps to keep us from taking the word out of context if we have proper observation. Amen. The who, why, when, where. All of this is part of our observing. Before we go straight to what does it mean to me and applying it into our life, we should observe. Another part of that uh, observation is etymology. The word etymology is the study of words and their root meaning. Some words need to be studied out. Amen. Find out where they come from in its origin. What is that word meaning? Definitions. All of that is part of our observing the text before we try to, amen, work it and apply it, we have to ascertain meaning. What are we looking at? What do we, what do we have here? What does all of this mean? This repetitiveness, repetitiveness of saying, amen, I know, or we know. You have known. Brother, amen, abide. Little children, these are the words. So, But we want you to count them. In your studies, we want you to count, amen. Give us a count. Don't just go the easy way and do a word search out of the Bible gateway towards you. Got study it, highlight it. Amen. If you don't write in your Bible, print it, go back in with your different color markers and, uh, ob- do some observation. All of you that are preacher types in order for your message, not to get warped uh, out of its original context of the writer and its meaning and its application you have to have a proper observation of what do I see first? What do I see first? Amen. So our genesis, our foundation for where we're going in the next several weeks out of the book of 1 John, amen, has to do primarily with first our observation. What are we looking at? What are we observing? What is the writer giving us? What hints are he giving us and the things that are, are of importance to the writer in its original content, and let us try to keep it where the writer intended for it to be, Amen. This is this is this is important for those that are preacher types, Amen. So that you don't teach in, Amen, unknowingly in error, Amen, or be able to be coaxed into false doctrine. You got to have good eyes, and you got to have a good heart got to have good eyes you got to have a good heart so you know what you're looking at and you look at it within the right context glory to God and this is important for you beloved even those that don't preach you got to be able to observe you and read repetitively you can't just read it once or twice you have to read it amen and then read it in different versions if need be glory to God my time is up praise God this is the foundation for where we're going. In the next several weeks, I want you to read 1 John. Amen. At least one time a day, read it in different versions with your pen. Praise God. Count, observe, write down what you observe, what you see. And we will ask about that on next week. May the Lord bless you, give you eyes to see, a heart to understand, and a feet to walk in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We bless you. We give God praise for you. Father, I thank you tonight for everyone that's under the sound of my voice now or will hear this replay in the future. Father God, give them an open eye, an understanding heart, amen, that they may walk worthy of the vocation wherewith they have been called. We bless you, Father. Thank you, Father. Open our eyes that we may see into the mysterion of your gospel. You alone are worthy. We give you praise. We give you honor, Father God, in Jesus' mighty name.